Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Hosted by the Missouri Training Institute, Dewey Thompson, Ray Lyon, and Brianna Larimer share their decades of experience training in workplaces across the nation and talk to other experts about what it takes to be a team player, a great manager, and a leader others want to follow. This is the Weekly Workplace. Welcome to the Weekly Workplace. My name is Brianna Larimer. With me, I have Dewey Thompson and Ray Lyon, the Missouri Training Institute team. And today's topic is on imposter syndrome. And what a unique topic to bring up, Ray. This was one of your ideas. Yes. Um, it's kind of interesting to me, and I'm still trying to figure it out. I've been doing some research. I was at a conference. It's been a couple of years ago ago and um, heard a speaker, a very accomplished um, young woman was speaking. She had multiple PhDs, was a scientist with a major university working on some cure for a disease and spoke about her battle with imposter syndrome. And I just found it very fascinating. And I've been studying it for a little while. I'm not sure I really even understand it. And so I just wanted to bring it to the team and maybe bring it up as a topic. And hopefully some listeners will weigh in and we might be able to talk about it a little bit more and kind of advance the conversation. And so just sharing about what I know imposter syndrome to be, just this idea that people who have actually achieved, right? I mean, they've got the, the degrees on the wall, the trophies on the shelf, the actual stuff to back up their achievement, but yet they still feel like a fraud. I bet we've all felt that way though before at some point in our in in some point in our career. I I know when um, years ago MTI had a really large grant and it required us to talk about quality continuous improvement. Um, in government types of programs. And I remember um, being in a very, very large room. I think it was in Houston, Texas, in a, in a big conference room. And, you know, it's I've, I've done my research. I knew all this, but I was also very, very young. Um, and I walk in there um, as the instructor for eight hours of instruction on quality, continuous improvement. And I just had that feeling like these, what are these people? They're going to think I'm a fraud. You know, I, I, I kind of feel like a fraud. They're the ones with all the experience. They're the ones that have have lived this quality and continuous improvement um, philosophy a lot longer than I have. And so I, I, I don't know if that is what you mean by imposter syndrome. Um, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm I guess it's almost to a different degree a little bit in that if you had certificates of continuous improvement expertise, mm -hmm. the, the degrees that certified you and gave you the credentials mm -hmm. in continuous improvement and decades of that kind of experience speaking about it and still felt like a fraud, then I think that's where imposter syndrome would have felt um, probably more legit according to what I'm reading about it. Mm -hmm. So definitely going in, having only read about continuous improvement and then going off of just that mini lesson and talking to experts who had lived through it. I mean, definitely you had reasoning to be nervous about it. Sure. If you had the legit 
cred. I think that's where what I'm understanding imposter syndrome to be is those individuals that have actually achieved in their field Mm. and still feel like they don't belong. Hmm. That must be very, very tough, um, a tough way to live your life and and to build a career. Right. And, And it says it happens among high achievers. And they just don't feel like they should be on the podium, so mm. to speak. And and as this young professor with multiple PhDs, um, to her credit, you know, said, you know, she's in the lab with all of these other PhDs um, and still feels like yeah. sometimes, I mean, she's working through it. And that was part of her speaking about it, I think, mm-hmm. was also somewhat of her therapy mm-hmm. in trying to address this syndrome, this imposter syndrome. So how is that maybe different than just having like low self-confidence? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a great question. Could it be a symptom of imposter syndrome? But not not the same. I mean, maybe it feeds in to that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's more about how you assess yourself, ah. almost like that. It's a flawed mm-hmm. assessment mm-hmm. of yourself. Well, I wonder, you know, thinking about different examples, maybe that as we, we, we kind of talk about this, I, I think about um, just an experience experience that I, I've had recently with my opportunities here at MTI, but, um, you know, going to things like, like women's network where there's all these other successful women sitting around me. And I remember sitting at the table thinking, I don't deserve to be here. Like, although I have by all standards had a successful career as well, I didn't feel like I was good enough to be there. So I can certainly see how my assessment of myself would play into that. But I also think that there was a lot of low self-confidence sitting around that table with some of these other women too. So it can get very confusing, I think. Mm-hmm. And and again, I, I do think it is part of the imposter syndrome mm-hmm. is is that that idea maybe of, of low self-confidence. But yeah, I, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it. And I wanted to bring it up just as a dialogue and share with you some of the the researchers that have been talking about it. And one of them was uh, Dr. Uh, Pauline Rose Clance. And she actually wrote a book um, called The Imposter Phenomenon. And, you know, one of the things especially because all of the people that I've seen talking about it have all been women. So I really wondered if it was more geared toward women. Um, But in further research, men suffer from it as well, that it's not a gender thing. Yeah, I bet that's true. You know, men have been, you know, we've been taught and brought up to succeed and achieve and um, provide and and that kind of thing. So I bet it would be women and men. Yeah. But what we do know is men are going to be less likely to talk about it. Oh, I'm sure. And so that's why we think women would suffer more from it because we're more vocal about our insecurities um, and that the social stigma that comes with that for men, they suffer from it, but they sure as heck aren't going to tell anybody they are. So if you um, are suffering from this, but you do receive the award. You do uh, get the degree. You, you, you are successful in certain things. You would think that something like that then would be more proof, right, of that assessment that I am not necessarily an imposter. I wonder if that kind of thing helps. 
Well, obviously it doesn't because here's this multiple PhD, you know, um, um, scientist that's curing diseases. And uh, yet she still feels somewhere that inner conflict. I, I think there are things you can do. And I think there's different types. You know, I, I don't know that you always have to be, you know, there's only one type of of imposter mm-hmm. um, that's going on out there. There might be at least different um, people mm-hmm. that might suffer from this, you know, are, are different types of um, personalities more susceptible. Maybe that's a way of saying it. I don't know, Brianna, what weigh in on this. Well, I just think it's astonishing, first and foremost, that that your research had, had shown 70 percent of people experience this. So this is huge. Like, and so we're sitting here trying to analyze, yeah. was this a situation for us or was this, was it not? It, it probably was if we're 70% of people are experiencing it at some point. Right. Um, you know, and it really does pose the question then is, is the push to succeed, right? When we think about, I just had this conversation with my grandma yesterday. <laughs> she said, I want to go back to the good old times. You know, like, I just want to go back to where we can just be around each other. We don't feel like we have to be on the go all the time. We don't feel like we have to be doing. We don't. We just. We just enjoy each other's company and we just live. And I thought to myself, man, how unique is it from her generation to my generation now? Where that's absolutely the case. You know, I, mm-hmm. I just had a birthday that passed not too long ago, and as I sat and reflected, I thought, okay, what's my next thing? What's the next thing I need to accomplish? I need to succeed at um, because I'm this age and it's in my thirties, just so you know. So I'm still pretty young, <laughs> right? But that was my whole thing is, okay, what's next? What's next? And when you can't identify what's next, um, then you really got to start asking a question like, why can't we just be comfortable with our success and we're where we're at. And I wonder how this imposter syndrome kind of goes into it, you know, but to answer your question, Ray, um, I certainly can see certain personalities maybe being more susceptible to this. Uh, first and foremost, perfectionist. Oh, me. Yes. <laughs> well, and that that's another reason, you know, when I was reading about this, I could see some of those tendencies. And to maybe back up just a little bit, because you, you made me think of it and Dewey, you made me think of it earlier about, you know, this idea of achievements and, you know, how does that fit in with this idea of imposter syndrome? And Dr. Amy Cuddy, um, and I've heard her speak many times and follow her, and she talks about that actually achieving more doesn't necessarily alleviate imposter syndrome, Hmm. that actually it can make it worse. Really? Um, Yeah, because now you just have new opportunities to feel that like you don't deserve. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I never thought about that, but that would, I could see that. It's almost like feeding the beast, Mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. And so I just really thought that was interesting. But so thinking about when you were talking about now, what else, what else, what else, and that you're, you're just constantly hungry, you know, when, when will we be satiated? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, in going, wow, good when job. S- when will enough success be, exactly. success, uh, be enough? Well, yeah. 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 When is enough enough? And is it is it just that mind mm-hmm. that needs to accept? 
right? I think, yeah, I would agree that it's certainly the mind that would need to accept it. The problem becomes that that we are inundated with this idea in our society that you can't become complacent. You can't become content. You have right. to keep succeeding. And and I will tell you that that as, as a millennial, that has been a very, very difficult struggle for me. Uh, this idea that I can't ever just be comfortable where I am, um, that I have to do better or be better. And um, like, so I'm wondering is if, if that's maybe the root of your perfectionism, right? You said that you're a perfectionist, so everything has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really, you work really hard. I mean, I see all the, the hard work and the detail that you put into your job at MTI. Um, and so I'm wondering if that's feeding that a little bit. I'm also going to wonder if it's a little bit of comparison. Mm-hmm. And how much our social media mm-hmm. plays into that. Because, you know, when we were growing up, Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them when. <laughs> you know, um, we didn't have that. I mean, the, no. the most we could compare it to were either the kids in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. the people you worked with or went to school with or some actor on TV. Right. Or sports or a newspaper. Profe- exactly. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have, you know, 86 million people who liked or didn't like your YouTube video. Right. You know, or whatever, your TikTok. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think about how you might treat your imposter syndrome, and, you know, I have to, um, at the top end of the millennial generation, my my own personal children, I know my oldest, he, he got off mm. social media. I was very proud of him. And he said, I'm done. I'm, I'm just checking out of social media. And he's kind of off the grid as off the grid a upper 30 year old can be because mm. he's he has young kids himself. And, you know, that's how they do things. But I find him to be pretty self-confident, pretty, pretty self-assured in the things that, that he does. You think that that's helped him at all? Um, he battles. Yeah. Yeah. He battles, but uh, he knows he has a good support system. It's a tough time. Like, and I'm not, I, I by no means, like there's so many times I've told my grandma, I said, yeah, I wish that I could have experienced what you experienced growing up because it sounds so much simpler. Like that's what I crave is simplicity. And, you know, when I, when I have these conversations with my husband, it's like, it, it can be like, it can be just, just let it be simple. But there is that constant feeling. Um, and, and by no means, my parents never made me get straight A's, but that was in my own mind, what I had to do, you know? And, and I think that, that it is damaging sometimes when we talk about this idea as the push to succeed, helping or hindering you for, for some people, it certainly can be a hindrance. No, and I and I don't want to get away from that because that that's still a a comparison. Mm -hmm. You know, you might not necessarily be comparing, although I think you I think you still do in some ways. Um, But you're comparing yourself to what you thought you could have done. Right. Right. You know, well, that's what that's what I did last time. So I know I can do better, you know, and so you're still in a way comparing yourself and, and to yourself. Right. As a new mom. And, you know, I don't want this to be just pick on Brianna. But, you know, I remember as a new mom as well. And then seeing all the other moms um, in in play groups and stuff like that, just trying to do it all. And especially as a young professional, Mm -hmm. um, you know, trying to be that that super, super mom. 
Mm-hmm. You know, do it all, be it all, you know, always look great, you know, even at t-ball practice and have it all together and the best job and the best family. And again, I know social media probably just exacerbates that comparison, but, sure you know, does. still still the title of super mom mm-hmm. yeah. or Superman. Yeah, I'm sure. It's also the validation that you get with that kind of mindset, though, too. Like I and I it's funny you say this because we actually just had this conversation in my household, too. And it's the idea, you know, that that if I do it all, then I can prove to myself that I can do it all, you know, and and it it validates then me as a very strong willed, successful person. So it almost tries to kind of counter the imposter syndrome a little bit, but then continues to feed it because it's like, okay, now what? You need to do more. Exactly. When when are you going to be? When's enough enough? Right. Yeah. What what does that super mom look like? You know, is that goal ever set? in order to be achieved hmm. or do you just keep moving the goalpost you keep moving the goal exactly yeah. right <laughs> yeah yeah and so there there's never a win yeah i wonder if some of this comes with a lack of clarity kind of on your your vision and um your values you know as an individual we again going back to just being inundated and my brother um you know same way he's younger than i am and he's sitting here he's like i don't know what i meant to do i don't know what you know what my next career should be i don't know really fully what i value and there's not um focus i guess these mm-hmm. days on on things and so you can't really set your goals according to what it is that you want to accomplish because there's not enough focus to know what it is that you want to accomplish. Um, so that's why you keep moving the goalpost. You keep changing it up because it's easier to change it up than to to say, okay, this is it, to be solid on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I, we've all been forced to get out there and do things, things that we've never um, have experienced before, uh, things that we um, are, are new challenges that are presented to us, you know, things like that. And we often Often hear the term um, that you fake it until it becomes real, right? Mm-hmm. And I wonder how that might play into this idea of imposter syndrome. Um, you know, is that a good strategy to fake it till it becomes real? I don't know. Well, here's what I'm telling us: <laughs> they haven't faked it. Yeah, they have actually made it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's the thing. They're not faking anything. They have done these things. These are actual achievements. Right. That's why it's a self-assessment problem. In their mind, they they can't believe it. So they're not getting up in front of an audience and trying to fake them out like I know what I'm talking about because I'm dancing as fast as I can. They've actually done it. That that's the difference. And that and and to me, that's, you know, and so how do we how do people that suffer from that? I'm not even sure I, I would qualify in this category, but it's very it's such an interesting Mm-hmm. concept, I guess. It really is. And I'm hearing a lot about it. I mean, they got they got the creds, you know, they've they've done the deal, you know, and this idea of perfectionism or, you know, Superman, you know, Superwoman, um, you know, people that just it comes easy, you know, they just I mean, this the woman that was speaking that I was live and watching, you know, definitely it started as a little kid. She was just naturally 
smart and interested in science and just was able to pursue it and have access to that type of environment and world. And she was supported at home and she went to the best schools and she had scholarships and she just kept going and she kept getting rewarded for it. And, you know, doctorate after doctorate, after, you know, those types of things. And before you knew it, she was at this major university and she was on this big research study and curing things. And, you know, her name is published all over the place and she's going on these national and international speaking tours. And the whole while she's like, who is this person? <laughs> How could this be me? It's like, got to be so hard. This is not me. Yeah. It's going to be so hard to cope with that. You know, I would think um, as an individual, you know, doing those things and then getting getting home and thinking to yourself, who am I? Well, you know, I, I'm not qualified to be there. Exactly. That has got to be hard. That's exactly what she was saying. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the the idea about what do you do? How do you work through it? Because mm -hmm. um, here's this brilliant mind that's so high achieving, yet struggling so internally. I wonder if it's got to just be an intentional, like to be able to recognize that this may be occurring and yeah. then to set like the standards for yourself. Yeah. Like to know, OK, I'm not going to allow this to continue. Yeah. I, I think somewhere you, you've got to do that, right? You've right. got to put that stake in the ground, I like to say, and, and just set that goal, right? Set that vision, um, whatever that is, and know when you're there, mm -hmm. right? Now, it's okay, I think, once you have achieved that, if there's some other area, because we we continue to evolve as humans, right? And we want to. We want to remain curious and we want to keep going. I think it's okay to congratulate yourself, you know, and be okay with where you are. Mm -hmm. But I also think having that in the moment kind of, you know, talk with yourself, mm -hmm. you know, to conquer that fear in the moment, you know, when you're questioning yourself and say, hey, Ray, pst, come over here, <laughs> you know, and just kind of having that little in the moment self-talk to help you when you're having that you know, come apart. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, when you get back to your room and you're like, who is, who am I? You know, and, and just kind of have a, a little quiet time with yourself to maybe overcome it. I don't know. I, it was just interesting. It's wonder, a very interesting topic. Yeah. I wonder if it'd be helpful to have people around you too, that you, that, that truly know you, right. That can see you, can tell you, um, can try and, and validate you. And I wonder if hearing that enough times would be helpful. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. L look at her wall. She's been told enough times that she's, I mean, these are all, yeah, she's got tokens to remind her. Absolutely. What I think her, the root cause of it is she's just wondering when those people who rewarded her will find out she's not that smart. That's the fear of an imposter. Hmm. Like, I already know it. When are they going to find out those people at, you know, Yale are going to find out? That's that's the root fear. Hmm. Kind of mind blowing. <laughs> I know. Right. Like, OK, wrap yeah. it up. We don't know where else yeah. to go with that. But, no, you know, I just it is. It's almost like it would never it would almost never end then unless you say enough. Right. Like enough. 
Well, wow. and, and, you know, I think that's one of the, the things that I, in my research that I found was maybe you're not going to be able to wipe it out for a lifetime. You know, you're not going to be able to hit that magic button or do that one thing that's just going to say, oh, poof, it's gone, you know, and it is going to be knowing, yep, you know, that is part of who I am. And this is the thing I can do and just make it a, a movement each time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, think about the benefits that I think would come with finally addressing this if you are, you know, suffering from it. And I'll say suffering because it certainly sounds like yeah. it could be suffering involved. But I also think that this could then additionally help with your self-confidence. It could almost be twofold in a way where if we can kind of capture this, this idea of not feeling like an imposter, it might really push you in an area where your self-esteem, your self-confidence may be boosted too. So there could be certainly some benefits to being aware of it, addressing Mm -hmm. it, and then trying to move forward from it. Yeah. It was just really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll think of a better word in a moment. But and I, I really do think it was part of understanding herself to come forward and speak in a room full of I mean, there were men there as well, but it was primarily women about this. And yet, of course, we knew she was so accomplished. You could tell by her conversation. She was very, very intelligent. And I do think it was part of her understanding her syndrome to speak about it. Mm-hmm. And that was probably some therapy for her. Well, I am going to go look it up. I know. As soon as, we're, know. As, soon as we're done, it's I want to go um, do some of this reading myself and some of my own research on this. This yeah. is a very interesting topic. So thank you, Ray, for bringing it. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope we get some comments. Comments and I said, I'd like to continue the dialogue because yeah. I don't. I brought it not because I I think we can help people through it. I brought it up to really just kind of open it up mm-hmm. and see how our our listeners are dealing with it or what they might think about it. Absolutely. And I think that this is helpful, especially because one of the biggest places we always try to succeed in is the workplace. And so by all means, um, we we welcome, welcome the, the comments, the questions. If you'd like to leave them uh, here on your platform of choice, leave them there. We'll check those or send us an email at mti at missouri.edu. We want to thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, and I'm going to toss it to Ray. Go be great. Thanks for listening to The Weekly Workplace, hosted by the Missouri Training Institute. Dewey, Ray, and Brianna stand ready to connect with you and meet your training needs. Be sure to check out ways to contact them in the episode description or at mti.missouri.edu.